What is this? It lives in there. Guys, I've seen a lot of weird stuff in my life, I mean, more than my fair share, but I've never, not one time, heard of God fitting himself into a can of old-timer. I think he thinks... No, 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 you don't understand. What's inside of you, it isn't God. Welcome to Fear Me. Fear Me. Hi everyone, I'm Kim. Stuart. And Ross. Yay, Ross. So Scott, if you haven't noticed, Scott is not here. Um, Scott's in Ireland this week. <laughs> so he's... Yeah, with the rest of my family. Yeah, they're out visiting Cassidy's people. Um, so Ross is going to fill in for him. So thanks for coming, Ross. Thanks for having me again. I will do my best. Those are very large and stinky shoes to fill. <laughs> No, we were excited to have you, for sure. Yeah, we were going to play like Scott actually was out on, on assignment, but yeah, we just, we're just not that good at acting. We're not bullshitting anybody. No, so we're just going to uh, tear apart other actors that, that do the real job. <laughs> oh, and you guys did pretty good last week, by the way, without me, so good job. All right, thanks. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I think Scott's going to be gone next week, too, so Ross, it's all you, buddy. <laughs> See, I don't feel put on the spot by any means. <clears throat> yeah, I'll be glad, 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 to, glad to be a part of it. Cool, thanks. Well, since you're the guest, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, our very own. Uh, I should say I'm in. I'm up here in Raleigh, North Kakalaka, <laughs> and uh, we we have what's called here a company called Raleigh Brewing Company. <laughs> pretty creative <laughs> um but these guys are awesome and they make some really good stuff i'm drinking what's called the moravian rhapsody czech pilsner okay? good lord that's a mouthful and for summertime it's perfect it's really crisp um actually says that right on the can <laughs> <laughs> it's crisp happy and refreshing and no it's happy. Off, yeah and refreshing good. and um yeah, they they stay true to their uh, true to their word here. This is good stuff. I'm where are fan. they? You know where they are, Stu. They're right. They're right off a of, um, right on Hillsborough Street, across the street from Meredith. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, they've got. There's like a little old warehouse back there that. Huh. So they've got like a, a bar, legitimate like they call it a tasting room, but it's like just a huge bar, and um and the and the brewery right uh, is you know in the same building there, and it's man they fill that place. And Sweet. They're, yeah, they're open well. Next time, yeah, next time we'll too. go there. Yeah, definitely, man. You gotta check it out. It's good stuff. There's a bunch of breweries just like everywhere else that have popped up here in the capital city, and uh, man, the good stuff all around. Wake County, yeah. up in Durham too, out in Chapel Hill. But yeah, I'm uh, definitely partial to these guys. I've been, I've been, uh, <laughs> been helping out with their uh, with their stock lately. You're, yeah, you're just building up the. I've been depleting their stock lately. Build up the company. You just right. support yeah. local. Oh yeah, absolutely. yeah. I'm I'm drinking Fairhope, uh, which is an amber, and it's out of Lower Alabama. Oh, it's a Lower Alabama. Okay, I'm not sure what city it's out of. Actually, Scott left this one with us. He left a, a few. 
Oh, he did? I thought maybe I brought that one back from Alabama. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, wait. Oh, I don't this... know. Maybe I did. Oh, maybe so. I don't know. Did, did you have fair hope when you were down rescuing turtles? Mm, I had hope, but I did not have fair hope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is did it you, good? Did you steal a bunch of stuff out of the fridge when you were there? I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now the truth comes out. That's probably where it came from. Hopefully it was not left there for weeks and weeks. It's pretty good. It's not amazing, but it's good. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm drinking another Terrapin out of Athens, but this one you can only find in Georgia. Hmm. And it's the Golden Ale and... It's pretty good. I mean, like I, I was telling Stuart, it's kind of on par with, I won't say PBR, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. You cannot rise to that level. <laughs> it's pretty mellow. It's good for the yeah. summer because you could be outside in the sun and not get like wasted. You know what I mean? Right. Is it one of the what they call those session beers. Yeah. Is that sure. what it is? Is it? I a think session it is. Beer? Where they just like, you know, it's the low alcohol percentage, so you can just drink a ton of them and not feel like you're going to get plowed. Exactly. It's only 5%. Yeah. Lawnmower beer. Yeah. (laughs) I like that term. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling Kim, you could probably like make a panache. You know what panache is, right? Mix it with some Sprite. Remind me. What's a panache? No, it's you mix like half beer, half Sprite. Oh, like a mule or something like that. That type of thing. Sure. That doesn't sound quite as nice, but (laughs) sure. Yeah, Yeah. I've never heard it, of either. I mean, I've heard of panache, but I've never drank it. Well, the panache, it's like a European style. Well, next time you we're with you, it. we have a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. All right, well, let's get into our episode. <laughs> we're going to be reviewing episode four of Preacher called The South Will Rise Again. Um, yep. So what did you guys think of that episode? I thought it was I thought it was really good. Uh, the start was awesome seeing the cowboy again. I think the middle side, the middle part of it was kind of slow, but because it was dealing a lot with the the development of uh, Eugene Arseface, and I'm not really sure where he fits in the storyline yet because I really don't know so much about the storyline. I'm sure he has like a pretty huge part, um, but um, I was wanting to see a little bit more to do with Tulip and Cassidy. I think in the whole episode, but. Yeah, overall it was good. It was decent development, um, uh, and I think the ending was good, leading us into next week with with dealing with the um, the guys from heaven and their questioning of uh, Jesse. Yeah, well, um, for me, I think it was uh, t- there were a lot of surprises. I thought I thought there were surprises, and maybe not like we're you know kind of like edgier seat or like you know heart-pounding surprises but that stuff that was just like really well that's kind of odd surprised by that where like donnie's the one that's starting to figure things out right oh yeah yeah you know? i agree with that um and uh there was a lot of focus on him you know like you know when he's piping up to um odin and you know like what the preacher say you know freaking out and shit <laughs> and uh and then when he's you know crying on crying to his wife you know and um you know he's just looks you know he's basically just sniveling and uh it's just it's one of his main concerns is that she doesn't that she doesn't screw russell in accounting <laughs> so uh, and then um also um i was surprised by uh tulip and and cassidy that whole <laughs> deal there I don't know if that was just kind of her way of being like a kind of a rejection of 
of Jesse or what, but she's so she's going out there and hooking up Cassidy with pills and then winds up, you know, basically in the back seat with him in the car towards the end of the episode. I was I was surprised by that too. And then in the very beginning I was surprised by um the cowboy, the the, the cowboy side story there. Um, more so not just the, um, the fact that he had to walk all the way back and the, the, you know, the mother and the, and the child were dead, but that, um, just how brutal that town was. It seemed like nobody in that town has a soul. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You know, know. Um, that was surprising to me. It's like, you know, he runs into this, you know, into this or sees a family there with the kid and. And that one guy seems nice, I guess the pharmacist or whatever, seems like he's probably the only one who's really nice there. Because <laughs> five minutes later, the dad is dead and the mom's getting raped and the kid's having to watch it. Like, what the fuck was that, you know? Yeah. So, um, to me, I the theme, it, I thought there were some surprises. Yeah. Well, I kind of feel the same way that you do, Ross. Um I really like this episode just because there was such a shock value. It was it seemed a little bit slow in the middle, just like Stuart said. But the whole uh, Odin thing where he invites the Green Acres people into his office and you think everything's all hunky-dory and he's changed his ways and then all of a sudden, kablam, and he kills all of them. Like, that was, yeah. like, crazy. And then, yeah, um, well, there was a lot. I mean, we can talk about all of it. But um, there was just so much going on and just blows your mind during this episode but so yeah so i thought it was awesome really good mm-hmm. i agree i really like the episode better than last week's uh yeah i would agree with that too awesome well we had another start to this episode with the cowboy yeah um what the hell's going on in ratwater <laughs> that city is crazy so okay so was that guy really raping boys that was well, in the back room. Well, before we get into that. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There was, yeah, there was some weird shit that was going on there. But, I mean, seriously, like, last time we saw the cowboy, he was on a mission, right, to go to Ratwater. Right. So we don't know anything about this town. So they open it up with, we're seeing the hanging tree again, which is a symbol that's from the past. And then we also see it in the future with Jesse again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes and he's trying to get the medicine and he gets stalled by the pharmacist who's saying no i can't get till the next morning so i was surprised that he actually was made it through the night at the saloon Mm -hmm. because he still made he he went and the guy and well for one thing i was surprised he went to the saloon but i guess it's the only place that you can get a room i don't know uh but he, he gets that bottle of whiskey and drinks that and um he still shows up uh at the pharmacy the next day to pick the stuff up but yeah, that was his. Uh, that was his five dollar bottle of whiskey with a free chair. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, because all they got is horror rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah, uh, the lines I, were good. The, the lines were great. Were I, yeah. I, the, the lines were really funny. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, it seemed like uh, that town has got a lot of trouble in it, and I'm I'm hoping we see more of it. Well, I mean. There's there's definitely a link between Ratwater and Anvil. I mean, I, yes. I think we can all agree that Anvil was built on top of Ratwater, right? Like that's what right. it seems like. Right. Ross, you haven't read right. the comics, have you? 
Not at all. Okay, okay cool. Not at all. Mm-mm. So none of us. I guess the only question is what happened to Ratwater for them to build a new town on top. And I mean, I you know, I guess we're kind of seeing that now is that yeah. you know there is nothing good there. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Is I hope they flesh that out some more and really give us a, like I really like the whole flashbacks and the the Wild West type, you know, um, back you know plot and all that sort of right. stuff. I, I love that stuff. I hope they 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 stick with that and continue that in every episode and give us a little more, a little more. It's like you get a little, you know, teasers. Yeah. A little morsel every time. Well, he, yeah, he gets delayed by the, the, uh, pharmacist stays overnight. And then once he actually gets the stuff, he gets delayed by, you know, seeing the, the, uh, family that had, had brought him into their camp, like the, the prospectors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he sees them ride by. And there's like blood all over the side of the stagecoach, right? Yeah, that's right. Which I think, what you know what that is, I think, and, and you guys probably maybe already know this, um, is well, he had a stack of, of scallops, didn't he? Yeah. That, and so I'm thinking that they just butchered a bunch of, you know, I don't know if it was Mexicans or Indians or what, you know, mm-hmm. but maybe that has something to do with it. And you know, the kid is so happy-go-lucky. <laughs> I know. Um, Well, I mean, I think that's why he he turned back and followed them. It's not. I don't know if it's just because of the blood. I personally think that it's because he saw those guys in the back room raping. Yeah, when he's yeah when he's hanging out in the saloon, he was seeing stuff happening in the back room. Yeah, and he felt afraid for them because they were so nice and accommodating to him when he was on his way to Ratwater. Yeah, right. But I think he wanted to save them. Yeah, exactly. Because the kid was, so, you know, so nice enough to be like, "Hey, Mister, hey, Mister, you know, we're going to Ratwater," and and then he's replaying and hearing it in his head, you know, make the kid watch and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, tur- turns around to go back and look after him, and yep. But the kid never actually got killed, right? Was that that's not the his kid. family that was killed, was it? No, okay. no, 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 no. The the no, mm-mm. that was a different. Fi- okay, so when he first goes into town, it's the, when to get um, the medicine. There's a family, a mother and a father, and a right. kid there, and those are the kid. Those are the people he. Okay, sees. okay, okay. Yeah, that's why I was like five minutes later. He goes into a bar, and those people have already stumbled upon into a bad situation because the dad's dead, the wife's getting raped, and the kids having to watch. I think those people, those were the people that were in the pharmacy. Oh, that was you the see, wife okay. getting raped. I could have swore that was a boy yeah. getting raped. That was that was what I that was what I could gather. Okay, because yeah, you're like probably right. Watching the dad sitting there, Lana. Yeah. Okay, because I was thinking, damn, that town so, is really screwed. That's why it was, you know, he's hearing it over in his, in his head when the other family rolls by, and that kid goes, "Hey, we're going to Ratwater, Mister." You know. Yeah, and he's he's assuming they're gonna get killed next. Right, he's, th- he's imagining the worst for them because of what he so just when saw. He go- yeah, he goes back and he goes and he looks in the back of the stagecoach and there's blood in the back and he's flipping right. out and runs inside and that guy gets in his way and he throws him out of the way. Uh, the preacher, the other preacher, gets mm-hmm. in his way, throws him out of the way, right. and he, the kid's like, "Hey, Mister!" And they were just trading the scalps in. I think at that point, right? Right at that point, yep. they're just cashing them. And they had a lot felt- of scalps. Yeah. Yeah, we're with like the first guy who was at the bar when he was <laughs> the bartender's like, yeah, the Mexican the Mexican ones are greasier, so they don't pay as much as right. Comanche Indian scalps. It's just like, man, that's just brutal. 
Yes. <laughs> you know? Like, why are they scalping? I, I don't know. I guess it seems like everybody's just getting scalped everywhere. Mexicans, Indians, the guys from hanging on the tree. I don't know. What do you use a scalp for? That's what I got to wonder. Just as a trophy. For bald people, I don't know. They, they you know, they're hair pieces. No, it's, it's I really... mean, it's proof that they uh, obviously had killed somebody. Yeah. So. Right. right. They're right. trying to clear the clear the way for the settlers, I guess. Exactly. It's just a trophy, yeah. Like Kim said, yeah. Huh. But yeah, so all these delays, and then he doesn't make it back in time with the medicine. He he gets back to his uh, cabin, and finds the crows eating his family. Ugh, that was horrifying. I mean, yeah, it was it was a I mean it was a cra- it was a cool creepy scene. Um, you know, and then he runs in and grabs the thing that he did not want to grab the first time we saw him. And he grabs his guns and stuff and gets out of there. But the scene that was the coolest was when they pan away from that cabin. And it looks like smoke coming out of the chimney. And it's all the crows. Oh, yeah. It's all the crows. Yeah, like in a cloud coming out of the top of the chimney. That, was that reminded cool. me of the birds. Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. 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 But his poor family. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, God, can you imagine? Like, you're so close. Do we know that's his family? Well, yeah, that's the other thing. I don't know if we do know it's his family. I mean, we're assuming that he's connected emotionally to them in some way. He's taking right, care of right. them, so. And that's why when we first saw him, I was wondering, was he just like the help? Is he like their hand, you know, helping out at their ranch or something? I don't know. Well, going back to why he was late, Stu, you know, and the fact that he had to walk there, um, and he oh, didn't, right? Br- yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He yeah. didn't bring his guns, right? Yeah, because he got, yep. you know. He just didn't, you know, he didn't want to get be put in bad situation, but yet he was in bad situation after bad situation there. And that guy recognizes him and shoots his horse in the head. Mm. Yep. You know, he recognizes so, him from the Civil War. From the war. So yep. I'm, I'm, I would really be, really be interested to find out some more about that too. You know, if we find out yep. more about this guy who all we've heard him say up to this point is don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the well, word was, don't, you know. Yeah, right it was surprising the... that he... <laughs> That guy shot his horse, and the next scene you see, he's just walking. Right. Like, didn't do anything to the guy. Couldn't do anything. Yeah. You know, he's screwed. He doesn't, you know, he's lucky the guy let him live. Let him walk out of town on his own like that, you know. They they beat the shit out of him, but that was right after, you know, he sucker punched the the priest or whatever that guy is. I don't know what he is, but um, right when he walked Mm -hmm. in the bar, you know, he was was lucky to just be able to walk out of there, but... um, but again, yeah, there's they, they've given us so much to, to kind of chew on, I think, that, uh, you, you know, leaves yeah, you wanting like, a lot more. That's, that's, what's that's, the relevance? Like, yeah, what, exactly. what, why is the backstory so important? Right. Well, do you think that that preacher is related to Jesse in any way? I think he I think is. more so the cowboy might be related to Jesse somehow, some way. Oh. That's, I mean, that's just a guess, but I, 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 don't think so that, I don't think so that that preacher would be. I think maybe more so the cowboy is. Hmm. You know, he, because he's got a lot of... You know that preacher that was, was did kind of look like his dad in a way, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Like, I mean, he he wasn't his dad. He wasn't the character that or the actor that plays his dad, but he looked right. a lot like his dad. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I agree with you. Actually, for the more for the sake of the, the cowboy's a lot cooler. <laughs> <laughs> you want him to be related to the yeah, preacher? Yeah, yeah. I think you want the preacher the, to be cool, too. The, the fact that they... Uh... I don't know. I think also the fact that they introduce him in a state of conflict. You know what I'm saying? Like he's fighting with himself. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look into it, just like you dig deep on it. I don't know. It's maybe I'm reaching. But no, like, no, no, no. That's the fact that like you know he has like to leave and not bring his sidearm with him. You know, and then he's like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should have had it with me. You know, that's. Oh um, well, yeah, exactly. Why would he not? I mean, there's right. obviously some sort of moral struggle he's having, internal right. struggle, and you would right. think that that's kind of where the the preacher would be at too. Yeah, uh, the good, the good and bad struggle, which is exactly. what, seems to be what is appeasing this entity, which is in the preacher, anyways. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it, it. I mean, the characters definitely relate more than the jackass preacher that was hanging out in the saloon, right? Telling what was the what was he's telling joke? dick jokes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, about the cock, stroking his cock, yeah. <laughs> so stroking yeah. his cock jokes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, you know how um, there's that exhaust pipe that's in the ground, and I, I'm, I think it's near the tree now. We've figured that out, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is obviously near the graveyard too. Right. So I'm wondering if there's like, I don't know. This is far fetched, but like some sort of evil present underground that is influencing the way people are in that particular spot, in that area. Yeah. And that exhaust pipe is kind of like it being releasing gases. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you you know, we're we're talking about uh, rat water being replaced. I think it, you know, it's somehow was buried. You know, it's um, good point. You know, they bulldozed over what was the evil that was rat water, and then they created anvil. Mm-hmm. It's hell um, down below. So, but no matter how they try to change it. As we've heard before in the, in the shows before, no matter how much they try to change anything, um, the, the original still remains. So I don't know. That's, I think that's you know just a symbol of whatever is under there, like you're saying, is kind of releasing. Well, it's like it, it's getting out no matter what. It attracts people of no goodwill. Does that make sense? Like Cassidy as a vampire, even though he seems to have a good heart, but vampires are supposed to be kind of evil. Are you thinking bad people? Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so the word you're looking for is... Is bad. 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 <laughs> Could be. You know, it's like a magnet. It, it attracts those type of people uh, to, to feed off each other, you know? Like it feeds off of that ill will. Yeah. I keep on going back to the that what had just happened even maybe it was last episode with the chick, um, which tulip, uh, not tulip, um, the one that fell in the sinkhole. Oh yeah, Lacey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. During the hot chick hunt, um, like basically, <laughs> maybe is that what they call it? It was the hot chick hunt, definitely. So like. <laughs> You know, I mean, why are there sinkholes there like that? You know, yeah. like, why are there these open pits of bubbling mud and, sh- you know, I mean. When I think all, I think a lot of that also is um, leading back to uh, the Quinn Cannon meat and power people. Right. I mean, there's something that's being hidden that's happening underground. But, you know, he's obviously getting power from somewhere. He During this episode, he shows that he is, he's not... Um, a fan of the environmental stuff that's going on. So, <laughs> yeah. having just killed all of Green Acres, <laughs> exactly top, top so. administration. Yeah. yeah, I know what this reminds me of. 
Okay. Scott and I always come back to Stephen King because he's like the god. But um, this reminds me of a Stephen King story. Um, have you seen the one where it was the movie? Um, god, I can't remember the name of the movie now. Scott will kill me. But it's the one where there's an oil sludge out in the middle of a lake. And all the kids are... They don't know what's going on, but they go out there swimming, and it's creep show. Thank you. Yeah, the blob. That's yes, that one segment called the blob. You remember yeah. that? Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. when they lost women, uh, it's at a lake or something. Exactly, like that, and it sticks to them, and they get all like exactly, yeah, yeah. and it kind of engulfs yeah. them. But it the blob yeah. gets <clears throat> activated when people are arguing with each other. Oh, well, right. And it gets more active and stuff. And um, it just kind of reaches out like an amoeba. It just kind of reaches out a foot and just grabs you and just takes takes hold and pulls you under and makes you a part of it. And that's exactly what this reminds me of. Like maybe... Yeah. You're saying like, the town. That's what the town... The evilness of the off town. off a negative Right, right. But that. so maybe Quinn Cannon does have something to do with this, but I think that they're kind of interrelated. Like... The evilness of the town is making Quinn Cannon as evil as he is, but then he's feeding back into it. Yeah, you know. No, I no, I I agree. I mean, I think um, it's our job to analyze it. You know. So. Yeah, I mean, just his his position, his title of being you know meat and power kind of thing. It's you know it's all using resources. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a negative uh, effect by that. There's no balance in in what's going on. They're just using. Yeah. And he wants to protect that. I mean, he's, he's trying to protect protect that position. And obviously, he's got everybody under his thumb in the entire town, too. So, I mean, he's inherently a little bit evil. Mm-hmm. So, um, to get back to where, where Jesse is, though, I mean, we're, we're, he, we find him now. All of a sudden, he is getting a bit cocky, right, <clears throat> with his power? Yeah, super cocky. So, we, you know, we find him and he's talking, I guess Emily's trying to, trying to, his assistant is trying to figure out what is going on uh, with, with the service that he had just given. And when he's in the middle of the discussion, he, the, the kids are asking him to rate which gospel is more important mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Oh, dude, that was hilarious. That was pretty funny. That scene was so <laughs> funny. It was just like, I think it's the, it was just, I mean. Yeah, I, I just... It's like many discussions you and I have had once. <laughs> it's just... It just seemed like a bad after-school special or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Are we just, you, you mind coming over here to settle the score? You know, like, oh Yeah, and he's God. totally playing the part, too. He's like, oh, oh, can, can we get back to that later? <laughs> yeah. And he goes into it. So, which yeah. in a way is a little yeah. surprising for his character, but in a way not, because, I, I, you know, he's obviously studied the Bible with his dad the entire time growing up, so he knows well, what he's talking about. I'm sure he knows his stuff, too, but, yeah. like, you know, just the balls on that kid to ask him to, like, come over and sit with them when he's, like, sitting there with Emily, you know? Like, yeah, I thought that was, true. <laughs> was kind of shitty, too. Like, <laughs> dude, he's sitting there with a, with a, with a gal, and you're going to just make him get up and come over so you can settle the score on your gospel debate? Yeah, who's better, Mark or Matthew or Paul? <laughs> yeah, but fuck I'm sure here. that they all know that Emily works for him. It's not like he was out on a date. Well, I guess so, yeah. You know, we've not established how small or large this town really is. I mean, I imagine it seems like small town USA, but like, yeah. it, we don't know. You know, I don't know that everybody knows who everybody is, you know. But, true. You know. Well, I'm, for, I mean, people to be getting away with stuff that they are getting away with without it being so freaking obvious, like the guy driving the bus around all the time. 
I mean, it's got to have some size to the town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If he's going to be doing that. Um, although we do keep seeing the mascot everywhere, which is weird. <laughs> Wasn't it even on the t-shirt that Jesse was wearing, or uh, Cassidy was wearing oh, was in it? the episode? I thought so. When um, do- oh, there was a... Um, there was a cowboy, and it said rodeo on his T-shirt one time. I when he was, I'm sorry, I, mean, I know we're going off on tangents, but like two, when he was at Tulip's house, I thought he was wearing a shirt with the new mascot on it. He was wearing like a three quarter length sleeve shirt. And I <laughs> Maybe thought, so. was yeah. that when was that when he was doing the um, Just the got vampire? Out of, like he was teaching him, yeah. teaching her like what vampires were all about right 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. he's laying there in bed I, I swear i thought it was the it could have been you know i didn't sure. look i need to look back at that that's that would be awesome if it was yeah this stuff like that is is fun that they do too it's pretty neat yeah These no um, stuff. but the questions were great because he was he was asking or she asked um so what about the cross like yeah we're a two thousand year old symbol of hypocrisy <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's not gonna kill me yeah, but it's not going to kill me. <laughs> but she's like, what about the sun? He's like, oh, no, that one, that yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, no. He's like, that sunscreen was a good inv- a good advancement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still wish we had a closed caption for him so I could understand what he's saying. Yeah, well, they, I mean, like we brought up before, they have they got closed caption for our space. So why not for Cassidy, right? Yeah, our space is pretty tough. He's still pretty tough to, to understand, to understand. And, yeah. and, and look at. Um, well, Cassidy is, too. Like, um, I think a lot of people had a hard time when he was at the blood bank last episode. Nobody knew what he was saying. He said, oh, I think you're right, love. I think we're going to be okay. Really? Because, yeah, because she he was in the waiting room, and then she just sees the blood smear mm-hmm. going across the waiting room, follows it into the blood bank, and he's sitting there drinking. So, I had Which he no needed because he had saying. a huge shard of glass in his neck. I'm hoping Scott comes back with some Irish insight, maybe a few limericks. Like a leprechaun? From all the vampires he's met over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he can help translate yep. next time. <laughs> Possibly a pot of gold. Le- totally. He's met many leprechauns. Lip- <laughs> <laughs> At least some Jamesons. Jesus. Yeah, that's right. That's the Catholic one. <laughs> All right. So, so do you think that Tulip is really into Cassidy, or vice versa? No, I think um, I think Ross was kind of hinting at that earlier. I think she was. Um, it was more of revenge screw that she was doing. I think that I think that's exactly what it was. Yeah, she yeah. was pissed. She's pissed at Jesse, and I, you know that whole discussion that we, that we weren't talking about. Um, uh, Cassidy actually brings up a really good point in the fact that he says that, well, are you sure that he's into what you're doing? Right. Because um, he doesn't seem to be following you. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously paraphrasing, but um, and so she's kind of shocked, and then that's when she's like, "Yeah, you're right. Fuck him." So I think whatever she was doing was more out of uh, spite or revenge towards uh, how Jesse was not um, following her. Because, yeah, she was discussing at the whole time. She was like, yeah, I'm waiting for him. I'm waiting for this idiot that won't go. Which I thought was actually a pretty cool dialogue because they don't, they, neither of them know, who, or I mean, Cassidy does not know who she's talking about during the entire time. Yeah, so. Cassidy hasn't put it together yet. Yeah, so um, it, was, it was funny to hear 
him like reacting to a person he obviously knows but does not know she's who she's talking about. Well, do you think Cassidy actually has feelings for her? No, I just think he's smooth in that way. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I don't think no. He just wants to get laid. I mean, but yeah, I don't think he has feelings for her. I think he's just you know, it's what he does. He's just you know, he's playing he's playing the role. Yeah, um, I think he's playing off the fact that she did kiss him when he told her to kiss him. Yeah. And he, he knows that she knows town and she can maybe get him some pills or whatever and you know, she's she's the she's the next ticket, really, right? Right. To good times. So, um I think that's all that is. He just knows how to work people over. Mm-hmm. He she did just throw him out of a hooker's bedroom. Right. Before. True. Right. Very right. good point. Right. That's yeah. very true. I mean, also in the last episode, they, <laughs> after uh, the the other cats give him some money, there was a little scene there with him enjoying himself with another chick uh, holed up in a hotel room somewhere, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he's, he's definitely making his mark in town. Well, and before she found him and before that whole um, uh, mutual affection happened... <laughs> mutual affection <laughs> she, she found him in another whorehouse didn't she right <laughs> yeah right. so exactly which said thousand didn't it say it said something like on the science like tens of thousands or th- thousands of beautiful women and three fat ones three fat ones what <laughs> yeah yeah how did i miss yeah. that yeah and the marquee outside yeah yes it's awesome by the way we haven't seen a church sign in a while well maybe that was our church sign for the episode i guess so yeah. <laughs> so, how long do you think that Tulip is going to hang around waiting for Jesse? I mean, it sounds like she's getting pretty pissed off about the whole thing, but I don't think she's going to go after Carlos on her own. Uh, I don't know. I think I think we're going to find out. Uh, Cassidy and Tulip are going to figure out they're talking about the same people, same person. Yeah, I'm thinking next episode that's going to happen, and he's yeah. probably going to get like like he's going to get. Like, oh my God, I, I didn't mean to do that type of thing. Well, Scott was speculating that the two of them are going to finally come to a realization that Jesse is screwing around too much and thinking about himself too much, and they're going to try and wake him, wake his ass up out of it. So, you know, I think I think that could happen, and I think that it still has yet to happen. Um, you know, once they once they figure out this next little key, I think then they'll go after Jesse. So they're going to team up together and. Well, they're going to probably have to because they got to try and someone's going to have to rescue him from the two uh, heaven guys. And Cassidy seems to be the only one that can take him out consistently. They're angels. Every time he turns around. Can we just say they're angels? They're angels. Well, they didn't admit they were angels in the last episode either because they, I mean, he was, yeah. Anyways. I think yeah, I guess they're so. angels. They might not be good angels, but they're angels. No, that's true. They're bad angels. <laughs> But aren't aren't those devils? <clears throat> the, my opinion is that the Jesse and Tulip relationship runs pretty deep. Uh, well, of course we know it runs deep, but like my point being that I don't know that this whole um, teaming up of uh, Cassidy and Tulip is going to work out so well. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they're too strong. Uh, they're too strong, but also, I mean, she's not. It's. <laughs> okay, so Cassidy's in the back seat with her. She's just there. Yeah, she's looking <laughs> you know, real she's interested. Not, she's, she's she's not invested in this relationship in any way, shape, or form. 
Um, oh, I don't think there's going to be a team up of any type of relationship. I think that was. Yeah, but there would need to. They would have need to have some sort of relationship, right? To as far as you know, to to be strong enough to to make some sort of influence or uh, you know on Jesse, I guess, right? Well, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, their common thread is Jesse. So if yeah. both of them have the goal that they want Jesse to to turn around and and be the person that he's supposed to be, then I think they can work together. Yeah, I think, I mean, he has a connection with Tulip, Jesse, that is. He has a minor connection with Cassidy right now, but I think he, he likes Cassidy. Yeah, they're friends. Yeah, he's, he's, he's friends with him uh, other than on the preacher side, you know? I mean, he's got, like, I think he's friends with him because he connects with more of his darker side. My take on it is I think it gets more complicated before that even that even starts to happen, I think. I don't know. I just get this impression that we're going to see a whole it, the, the whole situation is going to become a whole more a whole lot more complex. Well, it might have to. And yeah. and you, honestly, I've I've actually uh, that brings up a good point in that just in as far as the writing goes, I was a little um I don't know if upsets the word. I was a little surprised that um, that people are starting to figure out Jesse's power so quickly. Yeah, you know? especially like, Donnie. The, the speed, like, yeah, the <laughs> right? speed yeah. of how, how things yeah. are happening in the whole story. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised that people were already figuring out like what he was about. Because yeah, Donnie figures it out, and then when he when Jesse goes and confronts um, the Roche, mm-hmm. yeah, the mom of the girl that had been injured, that when he took. Um, Ars face over to confront her and he starts using his power to get her away from the truck i mean right at that point i'm thinking well he's she he's doing the exact same thing he did to donnie where it's just like it's physically making her get away and i'm wondering like you know is that is that one where he's controlling him and the you know it's not just the it's not the mind where they would forget or they don't know why or they wouldn't question it it's more of like a physical thing where they're like, well, why is my body doing this? But that's his fault. I mean, he's yeah. the one that's flaunting it around town. Well, I know he's. I know, I'm not saying it's not his fault. I'm just. It's. It's a little different with how he dealt with Quinn Cannon, or how he dealt with the pervert mm-hmm. bus driver, where he's messing with their minds a little bit more. It's like he's controlling them physically, and it's not necessarily something they would forget. It's something that they can. They're more. Uh, cognizant of it happening yeah well it doesn't help that he's got all these witnesses either um no that's true but i mean what the hell someone says kim put that spoon down when you put the spoon down it's not like people are gonna be like oh what? yeah but this woman you just made her put that spoon down no 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 no. but that woman hated eugene obviously he did something to her daughter well yeah that's a good point yeah it was all of a sudden 30 seconds oh i forgive you like what Seriously, right. something's Power happening. Power of the preacher. And yeah, she's smashing his truck up and then all of a sudden giving him a hug, you know, a minute later. Right, exactly. And yeah. then he's meeting in the diner with all these people and giving them personal advice about stuff. So he's he's not doling it out to just one person at a time. Like, he's now involved the entire town. So, yeah, people are going to start questioning him. And it's a kind of a stretch to say, okay, he's possessed by something. Like Donnie's saying, but I mean, I think it's reasonable to think that people are going to start questioning him. Well, he definitely, yeah. Donnie says he's got a power. Yeah, he notices something, and that was, uh, I guess, when he takes Donnie over in that restroom, and Donnie's like, "Oh, what the hell's my arm doing?" Because he told him to not move right. his arm. 
that was kind of weird, and I don't think we talked about that before. But I think was, that was, was the most obvious situation, or you know, um, instance I should say, where really he exemplified, you know, or really forced his power on somebody, right? You know, I mean, like to where I mean, say like Donnie figured it out. Well, of course, I mean any you know anybody could have figured it out if you almost commit suicide somebody makes you do mm-hmm. it you know like at that point right they know something's going on something's up it's just the fact that donnie's now flipping out <laughs> it's the you know the focus on his character which whereas before when the when the when the series first started i didn't i thought he was just going to be you know some guy he made an example out of and then we yeah. move on but yeah right his character has been rather prominent so the f- fact that jesse is confronting mrs roach whatever her name is for eugene and eugene is doing this for his dad like that speaks volumes too because like we don't really know what eugene did yet right oh yeah that's true yeah that, that's the question that's brought up during this one is i mean because right they He's spend deserved. a lot of time yeah. talking about or, you know, getting into his story. So. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't know, like, was it some sort of love thing going on with him and Tracy? And, like, he was going to kill her and then kill himself? Or was there something more sinister involved? Oh, Kim, now you're specula- speculating. Of again. course I'm speculating. Well, what everybody else is keeps there to calling do? him. I'm sorry. But, yeah, no, everybody keeps calling him a murderer, though. Right. Yeah. Like, Why? I mean, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, this is a small town in Texas. So if you try to do murder-suicide, maybe he's in love with her and her family was like, no, you're not good enough for my kid. And he tried to kill her and then tried to kill himself. You could call him a murderer. But no, uh, my point is, is that, I mean, people now, it, like several people have said that, right? Yeah. Murderer, murderer, murder. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he's still alive. And she's still alive, even if it's in a vegetative state. You got two people who are still have a heart beating. Like right. I'm thinking, maybe there's more to that, also. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that um, could be like a oh, like a love triangle. Ooh. Something. Yeah, yeah. I think you know that. I mean, for several people now to have just said flat out murderer, then I, I think that there's you know there's. There's a casualty there somewhere. Oh, and I, yeah, I, I think I skipped over the like an important scene where uh, Eugene is with his dad at their house, and they they're talking about what how they thought they shithead sheriff root. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're talking about how they heard something outside, and then Eugene yeah. calls him upstairs, and there's the um, finish the job written on his ceiling with the right. shotgun sitting behind him. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, that was crazy. How could anybody get inside that house that quick, do all that, and get out without being detected? I don't know, but they did. And then the next morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I made you, he makes him an omelet, cuts it up for him even. Yeah, right. And then not only does he shove the plate, but it, it but says, you know, maybe they're all right. Yeah, maybe you maybe should, you should just the finish the job, meaning yep. kill himself. Mm-hmm. It's like to to even think about uttering those words to your own children. It's like I don't know. I did share a fruit from the beginning. I've never liked this guy at all. I don't think anybody does. There's really nothing to like about him, right? You're not supposed but to. No, you're not supposed to. I mean, but oh, that just that kicked it up a notch right there. <laughs> a few notches. 
It's good. He's getting to you, though. Oh, absolutely. If there's any <laughs> one character in this in the, in the storyline that, yeah, I would love to see mangled in an excellent, you know, somehow they can take him to the the meat packing place and throw him in the maze. Damn. See, now you're starting to sound like Tula. I know. You cut his you know, balls off and stab be, him in the face. Over that'd be and great. Over and over. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that would be awesome. Jeez. Yeah. I'm trying, you know, maybe the writers will do something. We'll see. No, I think he's, he's going to stay around for a nice long time and just be an annoyance. I, I think you're right. He's, because he's just that, yeah, and he's only going to be there because, um, you know, Eugene wants to keep him around, has an appreciation for his dad. What a great kid. Yeah. <laughs> With an ass face. Yeah. With an astral for a face. <laughs> But that's why I question what really happened with Eugene, because he seems like such a nice, nice young man. He trying is. Trying to take He's care of his kid. dad and his mom. Great kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What the hell happened? Wow. That was a Cincinnati coming out in the other camp. Was it? Oh, God, yeah. Was that my Midwestern? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> nice young man. <laughs> yeah, well... It, I just, I just, I really want to know. I hope they reveal that storyline soon. But I think that Sheriff Root, he's such a pushover, and he's just—I think he's—he's he's just so tired of having to defend his son and his actions, and for someone to break into his house and you know do something like that. I just feel well, bad I mean, for him. All. Yeah, that guy—he's completely defeated. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's—he's probably. He's probably just embarrassed by his son, to be honest. I mean, the guy's a jackass. Yeah. And, you know, he's not standing up for anybody else in the community. Like, he's, you know, he's his position is supposed to. You saw how useless he was when uh, the girl died. That's what I was getting ready to say. Hole. I mean, he just stood by and let Odin. Yeah, he's like, you heard him. Speech is over. Yeah. Like, <laughs> on your so way. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Girl just died. Oh, well. Carry on. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, speaking of people that are disgusting, you've got. Um, well, actually, we not we're not sure he's disgusting at this point with Quinn Cannon. Mm. We go and see him, and he's talking to Donnie about how he's uh, been going to the service, or he's not even talking. Who is he talking to? He's talking he's, to the. He was talking to uh, the mayor, right? The yes. mayor. That's yeah. right. That's right. To, he's trying to. Uh... Miles. Miles, Miles thank yes, you. perfect. Yeah, name. so he's talking to Miles about uh, setting up the meeting with the uh, with the uh, Green Acres group. That's right. You know, and Miles is just a fucking pussy. You know, he's like, "Yo, oh, I need a new briefcase anyway." After you know, Green Cannon just <laughs> yeah. pissed in it and everything. That was and, good. Yeah, which, yeah. You know, he's just going along with it. And so, you know, the thing is, is so Donnie's sitting there in the corner, like you know, having a shit fit, like. He's like, wait, you went to you went to church, right? What, what, what? You know, and all that, and and uh, well, and Quinn Cannon's like completely animated too. He's like excited, very about animated, the whole thing. very excited about it. But the thing is, is, is if this doesn't show just the level of stupidity of the mayor, you know, Miles just not seeing this at all. That okay, yeah. this guy, you know, the town the town you know powerful jerk or whatever for <laughs> there's a million things we could call him right but he's you know he's he's uh and and uh all of a sudden just making a 180 here and and wants right. to uh 
He's going from pissing on brochures to, hey, let's have him over for, uh, you know, drinks in a meeting mm-hmm. all of a sudden. And, and Miles doesn't see it, you know, at all. Well, I have to say, like, uh, I mean, even though I was shocked, I think uh, I don't think the audience really saw what he was doing at all. Good God, no. I, like, was I, I thought he was actually, totally I don't know. I, I thought he was, I thought he was changed. I didn't really, the weird thing was, I didn't realize, I didn't understand why if he said that he was going to be doing the Lord's work, or whatever he said exactly, why he would be going after the Green Acres people. I wasn't putting two and two together with what the hell was going on there. Well, that's just it. When I was talking about in the in the very beginning, of, as far as surprises, that was that was a surprise, but I was just almost waiting for something there, because it just seemed too weird. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and, and the fact that, you know, all of a sudden this guy's just doing a complete 180. I was like, well, there's no way just because Jesse talked to him in church one day, like, now this is going to stick with him. And years or decades or whatever it is as far as he's being rival companies, now he's going to just let them into the fold. I figured, like, there's no way it can be that powerful. Right? And I didn't, I didn't feel that until he said, are we going to wait for that other guy? And then I was like, oh, shit, something's going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just like, okay, here, here comes, here comes the yeah. What? The why, yeah, like, why would he be waiting for everyone to be in the room? Well, right. I must admit, I was totally clueless. Right. I did not see that coming. I figured he was just having a meeting, and you know, didn't see that coming exactly. But I was just waiting. For, I knew there was something up his sleeve. Mm-hmm. It just seemed to me that it was just it was way too. And he, you know, he's he can sell it. He had he had everybody fooled, you know. Had had uh, you know, those people came right in and they were just like sat down like no problem. You know, everybody was really comfortable. He's going over there to the brandy and bam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after six o'clock, brandies right. are mandatory. Mandatory. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I gave him a last drink, so that was good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if they even really got to sip it, though, did they? I think he, <laughs> he cut to the chase pretty quickly. Yeah. But now, how is he going to play this one off with Miles and with Sheriff Root? <laughs> like, do you think they're just going to cowtail to him again? And Yeah, I think he's, yeah. he's still of yeah. the thought that, like, like he was explaining episodes before, like, um, my grandfather did it. My dad did it. And nobody asked a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think you know, like he's there, no one's there. gonna screw it. They're gonna cover it up yeah. for him, probably. That's right. Mm. Insane. So, yeah, he's that powerful. Mm-hmm. He runs the town, basically, right? Yeah. I mean, up to this point, from what we've seen, he does. You know. Yeah. Well, I must admit that was also my fa- my favorite scene of the entire episode was when he killed those people. Just because of how shocking it was and how I thought that he had changed and then kabam. Yeah. It was awesome. And that's probably where I was wrong when I said there were some slow points. Yes, that was definitely not a slow point. <laughs> that was good. And the part I don't think that we brought up that I think Ross was alluding to when when uh, Donnie stands up and he's like, what did he say? He right. starts yelling at him um, because he's, he's like, because so, Donnie at that point, which is pretty pivotal, he, he figures out when um, Quinn Cannon's talking to the mayor and he's telling him about, you know, what he, what he's doing, whatever, uh, Donnie finally figures it out. Like, what, you know, the preacher told you something. Something's wrong. Oh, right. He's like, what did he say? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Is there anything else you want to yell at me while I'm talking to the mayor? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but Donnie's not stupid. No, I still think he's stupid. Yeah, he kind (laughs) of (laughs) is. He's just... He's... He's picking up some of the stuff a little bit faster. Yeah. I think he's she's jealous. Yeah, I think she's still going to screw Russell in accounting anyway. No, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> just because. Just because. Just because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you, so are you guys ready to take a quick break and then we'll come back and, and finish off um, talking about... The angels. Yeah, the, the meetup with what Kim is, keeps calling the angels. Yeah. Oh, don't they have names? The Blanc they do. Fjord. They've got names. But yeah, we'll we'll take a quick break and um, and we'll be right back. You don't knock, you just walk on in door. The heavens damn there's a look. Joy for you to share. All day through I know my friends are there. The rest in the heavens there. She don't knock, ring. All right, so welcome back. Um, I think we still need to talk about our, well, what we're arguing about here is Kim is calling Fiori and DeBlanc the angels, and they just keep saying they're from heaven. So, well, what else would they be if they're from heaven? I don't know. Servants? I don't know. I don't know. Isn't anyone who's in heaven an angel if you're not God? I I don't know. Hmm. The, uh, in the last to episode, though, there's any were... way we can really know that, Kim. No, in the last episode, they were they were they kind of laughed at Cassidy when um, he said, "So are you guys in charge?" And they're like, "Oh, well, could be. You know, God's in charge, and they're the angels. I don't know." Well, I I mean, I, it sounds like they are servants, but it sounds like they're like I said before, Saint Michael. You know, like they're the ones that go out and fight and do the bidding and you know that sort of thing. Well, they could just be keepers of whatever is in the coffee can. Yeah, I think they're just a couple of dudes that walk around with a tin can. Yeah, because they, they seem pretty nervous about whatever the hell's happening with the phone. They're they're not out walking around with swords and fighting battles. <laughs> That's true. What was the coffee can? What was on the coffee can? You said they because um, when they confronted uh, old timers, old timers coffee. Yeah, old timers coffee. Yeah. So yeah, when we when uh, we find them, they're in the bathroom trying to. I guess uh, DeBlanc is in the bathtub, and they're trying to walk through what they're going to say when they actually answer the phone call that's been ringing for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. The hello is crucial. Yeah, right. DeBlanc keeps saying the hello is crucial, <laughs> and so yeah, <laughs> because he he even uh, states, "Oh, they like you up there." <laughs> Yeah, he says it a couple times. Yeah, because he's trying to convince Fiori to be the one that answers the phone call. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to have to deal with it. He keeps having Fiori just, like, rehearse it. So, yeah, they go over and over, and then once they finally walk up to answer the phone call, it stops ringing. Right. They're pretty scared, though. I wonder what the ramifications are going to be. I don't know. I mean, they're not supposed to be there. No one knows that they're there. Mm -hmm. Or now they do, obviously, since they're calling. Like, I wonder, so. like, I'm envisioning them playing a game with this can, like, maybe kick the can, for example, and something goes awry, and this evil entity just accidentally gets out, and they're like, oh, shit, and they have to, like, run to Earth to, 
to find it. Well, yeah. I think the interesting thing now is that they're actually, um, and it might be from uh, Cassidy's um, influence, is they're actually going to confront him about this at the diner and not just go cut him open with a chainsaw. Oh, right. I forgot about this. Yeah, so they actually walk up. So they go and uh, Sheriff Root finds them in the diner and says, oh, yeah, the guys from the government are here. And they're they're actually going to try and discuss it with him mm-hmm. that he's been getting out of hand with his power now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's almost like they're... <clears throat> right now, they're in a stage of... Um desperation right right they're trying to reason almost with them and uh i think you know it's the type of thing if they're if they're from heaven they're they're what how they're explaining it he can't even understand it right right Mm -hmm. so yeah because they're like whispering to each other he thinks they're right how are you gonna fit god and a god in a can of old timer right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which uh, but yeah, even before that when they're like he they come up on him and they expect him to know who they are he's kind of freaked out he's like yeah i think he said something like are you guys from dallas or something <laughs> like that yeah and because he has no idea who they are because cassidy hasn't told him anything oh cassidy, right because cassidy was completely dealing with him on the outside saying oh i'll bring him you give me the drugs and the money whatever oh yeah he hadn't said anything yeah because he he, cassidy was convincing him that that uh jesse was the one that needed the drugs well he now cassidy has told jesse that those guys were looking for him right? yeah but he wasn't even listening at that time remember right he thought thought that uh cassidy was all high he's like oh is that an apple pipe in your hand yeah right (laughs) Mm mm-hmm and what were you smoking? Oh, uh, insulation from the attic. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about right now. Right. That's not the point. <laughs> right. So, again, I wonder if the fact that Jesse's using his newfound powers so much, if that makes it even more difficult for this entity to get back into the can. And if that's why they're kind of upset with the fact that he's been doing this. Like, it could be. You need to yeah. chill out a little bit because this guy's going to take a hold on you. Yeah, it's going to feed off of whatever uh, freedom it has or release right. it has or the get off on what it's being able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I have a crazy hypothesis that um, oh, shit. this is just going to somehow make Jesse's life more difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Sit and ponder on that one. Think okay. about it. Call me crazy, if you will. But Are you going to th- expound on that? Like, what the I hell know, are you talking like, about? Like, more difficult I, if it stays in him or if it leaves? I care not to. I was just being sarcastic, really. Uh, is that an a, uh, apple pipe in your hand? <laughs> no, I already ate the apple. But, yeah, it... Uh, I think where we go from here, just like I said, it comes back to what I was saying earlier. I think it's just going to get more complex. Of course, I, I think there's some validity to what Kim was saying. It's going to get uh, a grasp or a hold of Jesse, if you will, if it hasn't already. And it's going to just, you know, um, tighten its clutches on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, things are going to get more uh, out of hand, quote unquote, uh, because of this, whatever it is. 
Yeah. And um, he's and, he's going to lose some sort of control, and or he's going to get so overconfident with it that he's just going to start doing whatever the hell he wants. Oh, it's going to blow up in his face. Yeah. You can see it coming. Well, and they're warning him about that in a way because, um, well, first of all, they, they, they finally, well, he doesn't know who they are before this, but they tell him he they are from heaven. And then they tell him that whatever is inside him that they want back in their coffee can uh, is not God, mm-hmm. that it's evil. Or that's not, they, what they say they is don't it's say not it's good. Evil, they say it's but... not good. Right. right? But they, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, they, they do. They say it's not good. They're like, I mean, that was the end of the episode. They're like, but that it's not God. I think is what is what they said, right? It's. I mean, I, I don't know that they've necessarily. Yeah, I put don't it think in they've said it's plain evil. terms that it's evil necessarily, right? Right. No, what I was saying. No, I thought they said it's not good. They said it's not God. Oh, it's not God. Oh, okay. It's not God. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. We, well, I. We may yeah. need to go back and listen to that, but yeah, I think it's. I think it's them saying it's not God that british accent but um so what we're seeing from the next episode though is that they're back discussing in the diner i think at least from some of the images i've seen yeah so Uh, they're they're not done okay yeah so um next week on preacher season one episode five it's going to be called sundowner and the description says jesse finally comes face to face with de blanc and fior and learns about the mysterious entity that has taken over his body. Well, thanks for telling us so much, AMC. But um, that's all they give mm. us. He's already met DeBlanc and Fior. And, and I thought they already kind of told him they about They did. So your guess is as good <laughs> as mine. Whoever was writing that little synopsis probably got about as much information as we did. Yes. So I, I would just say some shit's going to go down next week. What What is the episode called? I'm sorry. Sundowner. Sundowner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have we seen what? What's the Sundowner? Have we seen anything alluding to? Why does that sound familiar to me? It sounds like an RV name. Oh, absolutely! It absolutely sounds like a, uh, an RV name. Yeah. But ha- have we seen anything with the word Sundowner on it up to this point in the episode that you can think of? I mean, I haven't been looking for that name, so I don't think so. Cassidy would love for the sun to go down so that he can move freely, so maybe it has something to do with Cassidy? Well done, Kim. Thanks. Well done. (laughs) I think spot on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He is the sundowner. Yeah. It's just a huge reach. (laughs) That is a massive reach. That's crazy. Well, is there anything else about this episode that you guys want to talk about? I, I, I don't. Did we talk about how um, uh, Donnie's wife got him out of bed? No, no, and she says the name of the episode. So yeah, duh. Yeah, the South will rise again. Yeah, when he's like having his pity party. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was uh, Ross. I think had, had alluded to the the um, when she said. She said she was gonna have sex with Randy, who was the guy that was Russell. Russell, I'm sorry, Russ, Russell in a county that was hitting on her if he didn't get out of bed. And I think that was the only thing that finally changed his tone. Why do you think she said the South will rise again? Then? That's what I was wondering I too. Because there I don't you think she's talking about his nether regions, his uh, his southern junk? <laughs> Is that what we're? I don't think so. 
I was. What were they talking about right before? I, was actually I don't know. They seem to be pretty. They, they're like a couple freaks. So I don't know. Like if you know. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, she's all into the beating yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. S and M. Well, I mean, aside from that, in in in, in all seriousness, what could what could that be? The, the South, South will rise again. again? I don't know. Well, I mean, jinx! Whoa, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Let's say it at the same yeah. time. Now you got to say it three times. No, yeah, but I don't. Self rise again. Yeah, I don't know what that could be. I, if, if do you? Do, well, has you there... know, the the only other thing I was thinking, like beyond her making that comment, it was mm-hmm. um, here we're talking about the past with the cowboy, mm-hmm. and um, this whole fucked up town, which is obviously wiped off the earth. Oh wait, 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 wait! And then hold on. we've got. The new town of Anvil. Wait, let me get it up. The new town okay. of Anvil. Right. And them trying to uh, re, you know, regenerate what the actual town is. Like, the Man. south will rise again. Like, this town will it. come out you of the ashes. It. You absolutely nailed it. I was just too excited. I was. Gonna you were going to say that? The, I was going to try to get there before you did. Stuart, oh, okay. No, I think, I, yeah. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's all about um, that's the exactly town being reborn. Yeah. I think it's the south of well, um, you could say re- <clears throat> you could say reborn. Yeah, definitely. I I think it's well, the yeah, town's I mean, it's, wild and sordid and dark past coming back to life, right? Well, it's yeah. yeah I mean, it's uh, you, uh, um, <clears throat> when you look at Maybe. like the Baptist faith or whatever, you know, being reborn, you're you know you're being baptized again, you know, into the faith. So you're you're you know becoming anew. So I don't know. It's um. Here you got the preacher and his congregation, and he is taking over the town. He is the new rock star in the town, and so he's going to change it, mm-hmm. hopefully for the better. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weird thing is that it happens to be Donnie and his wife that say the South will rise again, which tend, which are the only two that seem, well, she doesn't, but he's the one that you know is the one that comes up finally with the understanding that um, this guy's got some 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 sort of power, unnatural power over people. Of course, he's completely jealous of the guy because before he came around, Donnie was in power. You know, he had a good position with Quinn Cannon, and now he's made to look like an ass when he breaks his arm and whatever. You know, that's actually a good point, and that's probably why Donnie's the one that's trying to that's starting to figure all this out because he's getting jealous. Yeah, because he kind of wants. He, I mean, he's the only one that would want there to be some problem with yeah. the preacher at this point. I mean, the preacher. You know, he goes on the bus now, and like his kids' bus, and all the kids are making bunny noises. Yeah. At him. <laughs> like, and right. he's right. completely put at the bottom rung of everything. Well, that and so. his kid is going to the preacher saying his dad is hurting his mom. So it's like right. no, in his mind, it's like nobody respects him at all anymore. Because the preacher came because in. Because of picture. the preacher. Yep. Right. Good stuff, guys. Love it. Yeah, yeah. I think we're on to something. I think we're on to something. So too. So as far as uh, so I can go into the South will rise again all day long. I, as far as the other one, I have no freaking clue. Sundowner. Oh, I was gonna say the other one. Well, I think Kim's got it. I think it. I think it's gonna maybe it's gonna be a Cassidy uh, focused sort of, episode. Yeah. Maybe. Or you think it's gonna know. be like some sort of hero RV that comes in? That's what I was thinking. But like, I'm thinking another Stephen King trucks, where the the machines start taking control. Yeah, 
The machines the start taking control. There was a movie that was with um, Terminator Estevez in it. That was Terminator. Terminator yeah. is that what you said? Terminator. Yeah. yeah. Cyberdyne systems. No. And, yeah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> How do you remember that shit? Good God! You have the dude. That's an awesome movie. Catalog that shit, of useless. Cause that shit is real, dog. <laughs> no. Cyberdyne systems. How the fuck? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. It's true. <laughs> I think we need to be on Ross's level. I think so, too. That's awesome. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> so, Stuart, do we have any listener feedback? Oh, yeah, we do. do are you questioning? Of course we have listener feedback. <laughs> I'm introducing a next segment. <laughs> no, we do. And actually, uh, we do have some listener feedback. And um, actually, there was one that we got um, on Twitter that was before this episode aired. But I, I think it was actually still um, something we were talking about. And it was from FanMom, or at AF on Twitter. It says, I can't wait to see what mischief Cassidy and Tulip get into. Hmm. Lots. Yeah. So I, it was something that dirty. we were talking about before. I, I think Ross has a good point, though. Um, you know, how much are they going to actually get into together? Because they seem to be two very strong characters that probably aren't going to get along too well for very long, I would think so. No, they're going to have a very rocky relationship, but um, I think they're going to be working towards the same goal, and that's to get Jesse turned around. So, yeah. they're going to have a good storyline. <clears throat> Patrick Lemke at the Limster, what is this, PJU or PJU? Yeah. I don't know. PJU. Sorry, it's Patrick. PJU, I think. He said, who is the god, in quotes, that Quinn Cannon is serving by the end of the episode? Hmm. Good. I don't know. Good question. Who is the god that he is serving at the end of the episode? Yeah, so Quincannon is, he's saying he's serving god. Do you think that there is some other god in his mind that he thinks he's serving? No, I think he's just regurgitating what um, what Jesse had put on him, right? Right, yeah. but what god as as, wants you to kill people? he said he's people. serving god, so obviously he's convinced that he is... He is, um, he's serving God in some way. So, I mean, there's, there's God. I think it's a good question. The fact that, you know, what, what is God to Quinn Cannon? Mm-hmm. I guess is really the question. Um, cause he's, you know, uh, he has agreed to Jesse in the sermon before I, that I, he will actually <laughs> serve him. Right. I see what you're saying. Well, maybe Quinn Cannon thinks he's God. Oh, well, that's a good maybe. one. And he's serving his own best interest. He could. He actually could think um, the comp, like business and whatever his family is mm-hmm. God too. What, Selfish yeah. reasons, right? He's, Which is why he thinks he can get away with whatever the hell he wants, right? And kills people. Yeah, that's good. No, thanks. Uh, thanks for everybody with their um, feedback and comments too. We actually have been getting a good bit. Yes. All right. So Stuart and I have been childless for the past two weeks, so we were actually able to watch some movies. We watched, uh, I know, it's crazy, right? Well, yeah, so, for people that, that, I don't know if you've listened to us since the very beginning, we've got five kids, so being childless is very rare. It is. That's, 
impossible, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, we went two weeks with no kids. Yeah. Which so, ass. thank you, Mom and Dad, for <laughs> keeping the kids for two weeks. But yes. we actually got to watch some movies. So, we watched, yeah. finally, we got to watch 10 Cloverfield Lane. We yep. watched Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. We watched Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. So. What was your favorite, Kim? Um, Deadpool. Oh, the- I don't. I, yeah, I don't want to uh, exclude Ross from this at all. Ross, did you see any of those movies? You should exclude me. I've, I've okay, Ross. Yeah. Suck. Damn it. <laughs> no, I saw the first Cloverfield. Right. I saw the original Cloverfield. Great movie. Great. great yeah, great flick. But I have no input. On okay. okay. Sorry. What's well, related? De- okay, so Deadpool is your favorite. Can Absolute, hands down. Yeah, that was. That was, that was pretty incredible. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. The hilarious. Uh, action scenes were incredible. Mm-hmm. And um, storyline was all... I mean, I don't... Neither of us had read any of the Deadpool comics. So going into it, we were completely fresh on this. Um, but I have to say, I actually might want to read some of them now. Yeah. But Ross, you said you read them and you weren't really into them, right? Yeah, I, I just... That's just me, though. I... <clears throat> um, in the in the yeah in the You're marvel just so books so damn negative comic books yeah i just I, I felt like the dead this is me yeah like i said it's just me i know a lot of people love deadpool and they love the comic book um version of deadpool i kind of thought he was just like they went they just kind of reached too far with him and he just wasn't all that funny but that's just me that's just me <laughs> well yeah, okay so you said you thought he wasn't too funny I thought he wasn't that funny, yeah. But I, I, but, but from what I've time, heard, the movie like, is awesome. Mean, most of the Marvel <laughs> comics, I mean, there's there's some humor in in it, but I mean, when you push it too much, I guess, especially when you're talking about a comic book, then it can get a little, well, yeah. Forced. I mean, yeah, it just seemed if, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, that that pretty much is it. It just seemed forced, but that's well, just you the should comics. definitely watch the movie. I need to, and I've been meaning to, and I, I do want to see it because I heard it's freaking awesome, and that we were laughing our asses off. So that it grabs your attention quickly, from what I understand. Yes, and I think that's why I liked it so much, is because I really like comedies. Well, and the storyline was great, especially when they're they're um, interacting somewhat with um, the X Men and bringing yeah. them, their characters into the movie as well. Oh, really? Yeah, and, okay. and, and, and like he's making comments like. Oh, two X Men. I guess the budget didn't wasn't there for any more. Right. Yeah, he breaks right. he breaks the fourth wall down and starts talking to the audience. Yeah, yeah, sure. It was totally. great. It was really great. It was good. And then Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Meh, it was all right. I mean, it kind of. I wasn't excited going into that one. No, at all. Stuart did not want to watch that. He's I, like, "This no. is a chick flick." I'm like, "Dude, it's got zombies." He's like, "Nope." But um. Yeah, just but it's the, like, yeah, just it's in like, the title. <laughs> yeah, right. It's yeah. like okay, that's just to get more people out. Yeah, I mean, it kind of follows the storyline of Pride, Prejudice, Pride, ugh, Pride and Prejudice, but um, the zombies. I guess they were interesting because they can talk and like they have a community. But no, it wasn't. It was not interesting. And I like the historical factor. <laughs> I like period pieces. You know the costumes and everything, but um. That's about it for me. They had talking zombies in this. Yes. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> but it wasn't bad. It almost uh, makes me want to throw out like a Walking Dead spoiler, but I'm not going to. Oh, do that. I would not uh, recommend it to anybody <laughs> yeah. at all. 
Um, moving on. Ten Cloverfield Lane, very good movie. I thought that was good, and what a, a hard one to live up to too. Like Cloverfield was an awesome movie. Yeah, yeah that was a really good. It movie. was really good, and this... uh, yeah, Go it was. No, I was just gonna say, and, and going into this one, I, I didn't know how they were actually going to uh, bring that storyline back into it. But it's c- completely different setting. It's like a different part of the world or part of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's it's this guy who has has been building up his um, bunker and seemingly kidnaps some girl. So, you, like the entire episode or the entire movie, you're not understanding like, well, is he telling the truth or not? So it's it's good. And then, yeah, the ending is crazy, just like Cloverfield was. There's a great spin on it. It's awesome. Yeah, it was. It was good. It wasn't... the the um, They didn't have quite as much um, going on at the end uh, as far as action and things like that. But, I, I mean, it was still... It was a good movie. And, you know, John Goodman's an awesome actor anyway, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know who the girl was that was acting in it, but she was really good, too. And actually very surprising. Um, some of the things her character did was like, whoa. Shocking. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there, well, you know, there was there was one part where I was like, I had the heebie-jeebies because I don't like enclosed spaces. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I got you. And yeah. I, I couldn't even watch it. I could not watch it Yeah, there was one. Yeah, she had to climb through some ductwork or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, there was. They did certain things in the movie that made. Um, well, there you know, it's a very claustrophobic feeling for the entire movie. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that's what kind of creates the anxiety of it. Um, but it, yeah, it was really well done. Yeah. Were there any clowns? There's no clowns. There weren't any. No. That would have made it really freaky, though. No, my scalp was crawling. Just clowns stuck it. in the ductwork. Yeah, um, yeah. No. Like Pennywise all of a sudden. Pop See, up. it's exactly what I was thinking of. <clears throat> God. <laughs> We all float. <laughs> Stuart texted me a picture of Pennywise on a pond to today. Oh, God. <laughs> I was dying. I hate uh, That clowns. scene in, uh, in It, where they see him out at, on the pond. Yeah. And he's just, got, he's just sitting there waving with the balloons. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's, it's awesome. And I'm, like, I'm not a huge horror person. You guys are much more horror stuff than I am. Yeah. And I'd like, I'm... It's weird. Like I'm, I'm um, getting on forty now, <laughs> and uh, and I'm like much more into it all of a sudden. It's because we're like, making I, you be into it. I think yeah. I think it's because yeah. of the podcast. Obviously, yeah, that you guys if are you like get other totally people in. who are excited around it yeah, about yeah, it yeah. around you. And, but I've yeah. I've always liked it. I always thought it was incredible. It's my favorite Stephen was, King book, even though I hate yeah. clowns more than anything in the world. I will. Uh, Turn and walk the other direction if I see a clown. Yeah. Oh. But it's my favorite book, and now they're going to make remake the movie. We'll see. I don't know if they are, are they? I don't know. They keep going back and they forth. Keep, yeah, they keep going back and forth. I don't know if you can capture what... Was it Tim Curry? Yes. Did with, with uh, Pennywise? He's that awesome. That guy was... He... Yeah. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, what? so one other thing... Is that if you go on to the AMC website website now, you will see us in the talk section. If you go to the preacher site and look under the tab that says talk, you'll see a blog post that says the top nine preacher fan podcasts. And if you scroll down, there we are. Boom. 
We are listed as number nine. <laughs> Come on, that can't be by rank. That's bullshit. I mean, I hope is that by still... number of listeners or how is that ranked? No, I have it's no not, idea it's, how that's no, ranked. I think they they contacted us and um, said they mentioned us on the podcast that or on their on their uh, blog. Yeah, on AMC. So yeah, so there we are. And I actually finally listened to the Insider podcast the other day. It's actually called the Preacher Insider Podcast, and it's it's in it's the official podcast for Preacher, sponsored by AMC. Um, it's actually pretty good. It's not anything that I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like a bunch of actors and them just talking about the, um, uh, what's it called? The comic book, but it's actually the producers and the editors, the behind the scenes people that are talking on this podcast. They, the two hosts interview all these people and talk about how the show was conceived and even go into the technical things about like what kind of cameras they use and the angles and lighting and so if you're really into the background stuff of how actions are are made then you would really like this Mm -hmm. but they're they're not giving away too much about the actual show they're not giving anything away okay that's good yeah i actually liked it okay so um i think they've got four episodes out right now so you should go and check it out Thanks, Ross, for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it for covering. Yeah, thanks for thanks for helping us out, Ross. Absolutely. Thank you, Kim and Stu and Scott, who I'll yeah. deal with later. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. Always a blast. Yeah, so hopefully you'll be back next week, right? Because <laughs> we might need you. <laughs> Sounds like I don't have a choice, Kim. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, absolutely. You guys can count cool. on me. All right, cool. Um, All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. You can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Google Play. There's a new one. And iTunes. You can also... Tune in. (laughs) Oh, and tune in. You can also find us on Facebook and on the web at www.fearmepodcast.com. And if you want to get in touch with us or send us your thoughts on our episodes or preacher episodes or anything dealing with The Walking Dead... Um, you can email us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. And by the way, that reminds me, if you're in Sonoy, the new Nick and Norman's restaurant just opened last week, I think it was. That's um, Greg Nicotero and Norman Reedus's brand new restaurant. Burgers, fries, that sort of menu. So you should check that out because apparently it's like jam-packed with people. It's hard to get in. So go early. Anyways. So we'll be back next week to review episode five of Preacher. Thanks for listening. Bye. Good night. Good night, everybody. 